The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration. Whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer, it's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you. It's August 30th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us today. Look at you. You have your Mater Day Radio sweatshirt on. Don't you like that? I do like that. It's, yes. Um, it's fall today, <laughs> for sure. Yes. At least it's fall this morning. Yeah. We're at that point where we get the cool, crisp mornings and evenings. Middle of the day, it's getting pretty pleasant, but... Uh, I doesn't look like it around here, but David, last night, uh, Vancouver got a good amount of rain coming down. Did you now? We did. Ah. I was surprised when I talked to you this morning when you said, I don't think it rained at all. Well, if it did, I slept through it. I didn't hear it, but it, nothing, when I got up this morning, nothing looked particularly wet. So, okay. Yeah. So everything, so again, we are in the uh, north part of Vancouver. Yes. Uh, off of Andreessen, and everything was wet. In fact, we were just kind of settling down last night. Scott and I were, and we were just kind of catching just the last couple minutes of a show. Yeah. And Scott goes, "Is that rain?" And I put the the TV on on uh, mute. Yeah. And we could hear it hitting the the roof. Oh, and okay. I went, hey. "Wow, that's a familiar sound. I haven't heard that in a little while." I refuse to wear a jacket yet, as you can see. I've, I'm uh, not going to do it. It's still August. I, I, you know, I will not pull the jacket out until September, which, by the way, is in like two days. Two so. days. But that doesn't keep you in the afternoons from putting on your cardigan when your air yes. conditioner in your office gets you too cold. My old man sweater. <laughs> I know. I have. You saw what I did there. I, I, I stuck up a piece of cardboard. Because it blows it on you, blows right? It blows right on the back of my neck, and it's just freezing. And so, yeah, I have to put the sweater on. It's not that I want to, but it's out of necessity. It is. Yeah. And for people who say, well, why don't you just close the vent? Just so everybody understands, here at the radio station, we actually have a larger style vent. So that way it doesn't create noise yes. in the studio. And so that's why you're getting so much cold air blown on you, David. Yes, there is no vent to close. No. Yes. But We're- I'm not complaining. Hey, look it. It could be worse. It could be, oh. you know, 95 degrees in there and nothing I could do. So, no, it's just my way of trying to <laughs> somewhat stay <laughs> warm in the afternoons with the air blowing. But I'm not complaining. Uh, you know, coming up, we have a, a discussion with uh, Deacon Justin. And he was talking about how the seminarians who are there in Rome right now, kind of for their orientation, yeah. are finding all kinds of places to try <laughs> to find a cool corner to sleep in because they have no air conditioning yes. right now. And he goes, it's pretty brutal there right now. Yeah, so if you can find a nice, cool spot, throw your mattress in there and claim your space, That's I can, <laughs> I can understand that. Well, you know, we could be in Florida right now, where, of course, the hurricane has made landfall, and we'll have an update on that, but uh, big storm surge there, so, uh, you know, wish the best for the folks in Florida, particularly on the West Coast in that Panhandle mm, region, that's mm. where the storm came on shore and we have our co-worker there Curtis who's right. in Tampa and so we're trying to contact him and see if we might be able to get him on the air 
I mean, he may not have he power. He may not have power, yeah, yeah, so for who, all we know. Who knows, but we'll, we'll see if we can touch base, and hopefully he's doing well, as are thousands of other people who live in that region. I know, just on last report, thousands were without power, so, uh, you know, it's a big storm. I saw my man Jim Cantore, too. Uh, uh, was he out there standing <laughs> in was, the surge? He was indeed, the wind blowing. <laughs> you know, it's a storm if Jim Cantore is there. That's so right. He's on the way. He's been on the Weather Channel for years, and uh, I think most people know him by now simply because he is your man in the storm it's like he's the guy that stands out in the hurricanes the same way that local news will stand out here on the bridge at sylvan hill and kick the ground when there's a little bit of snow so we can see how much snow (laughs) is falling up here only he's he's going into the heavy duty stuff it's a hundred mile an hour winds yeah he's he 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 risks it to to go out there to give you the latest on the storm so i did i got a a uh, brief glimpse of him this morning on the Weather Channel. It's like, there's my man. There's Jim. He's out there this morning. So anyway, we'll have the uh, details on the Hurricane 40. What do you have coming up? Uh, David, uh, my son Christian, breaking news, is sleeping in today. Uh-oh. But the reason is, is because yeah. school has been canceled okay. for Evergreen School District. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> good luck with that. All right. I've got the full story. I've got the parent letter that they sent all of us yesterday. We'll talk about what services are available and what uh, activities are still continuing during the, the uh, strike. All right. Stay with us. Got a great show ahead. Here's Audrey Assad and the house you are building. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Uh, the beautiful song by Audrey Assad, The House You're Building. It is 7.09 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Wednesday morning. Well, she's been traveling, but she is back. Our good friend, Miriam Marston. She's going to join us right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. It's the 58th annual Oktoberfest in Mount Angel, running Thursday, September 14th through Sunday, September 17th. Check out the Alpine food booths, music ranging from Alphorns to Alpine Rock, free street dances, nonstop Bavarian entertainment, free family fun in the kindergarten, local crafters, a cruise-in car show, sports, wiener dog races, and lots more. Come join the celebration at the Mount Angel Oktoberfest. Info online at oktoberfest.org. The average smartphone has more than 40 apps installed, and most of them are never used. Clear this clutter from your phone and make Monterey Radio's Hail Mary Media app your go-to spiritual resource. It's got everything you need to grow in holiness, including a huge library of enriching prayers, liturgy of the hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, and a personalized schedule of your daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also contains a stream of Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast, podcast of our original shows, including programs not heard on the radio. Plus, you'll find fun things to do on the interactive community calendar, Catholic news, and so much more. The Hail Mary Media app has everything you need to grow closer to Christ all in one place. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the iOS App Store, Google Play, or MaterDayRadio.com. Declutter your phone and turn to the Hail Mary Media app from Materday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 712 here at Mater Day Radio. Another overcast morning as cooler air fills the region. Showers are possible today, as are a few sun breaks in between. Just looking out the window this morning, David, there is one little patch of blue sky peeking out between those clouds. So hopefully there might be a few more this afternoon. High is going to be reaching to the middle 70s. Overnight, we cool down to the low 60s, about a 30% chance of rain after a 11 p.m. on Thursday, 
80% chance of rain for the region here. So I think uh, that rain that might be hitting yeah. up north is going to definitely reach down here to Portland. Yeah, what the forecaster said at least yesterday when I watched it was as far as rain goes, tomorrow could be the day where we actually see somewhat of a soaking rain. So yep. we'll see. We'll, we'll see what see. happens. So highs tomorrow look to be staying in the upper 60s too. Not going to be a particularly warm no. day at all. It's currently 64 degrees at Ascension Church in Portland. And it is also 64 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, it has been several weeks, but we are very pleased to bring back to the Morning Blend the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening at 7.30 on Matra Day Radio or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. She is also the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard, we give a very warm welcome back to Miriam Marston. How are you? Good morning, David, Brenda, all your listeners. It's great to be on with you again. I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, doing very well. Thank you very much. And there is a very good reason why we haven't heard from you in a while, because you've been traveling the world and uh, you're, you're back now. So uh, where have you been? Where has Miriam been? Yes, yeah, so um, I uh, my my mother is from the northwest part of France, and so my my parents moved back to France about thirteen years ago, um, and so I went to go spend some time with my parents, uh, my siblings who. Um, are all currently over in Europe as well at the, at the moment. Um, and so I spent a month in, in Brittany um, in our family home, uh, and it was just a, a splendid time. Uh, it, the, a little cooler weather, which I was okay with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I missed a few uh, heat waves there, uh, but just right on, right on the ocean. Um, so we just soaked up the time with each other and um, in a beautiful location. What, what is Brittany like? Yeah, so uh, the, the place where actually um, I'm in, it's in a sort of, I guess it's called like a county, I guess, called mm-hmm. Plameur, and it means uh, like land and sea, kind of this perfect marriage of land and sea, and so there's kind of a, a rugged terrain, but really beautiful, yeah. and like right up, um, you know, on, on the water, and it's not kind of these these huge looming cliffs. It's more, it's a little more accessible than that. Um, but uh, yeah, mixes of just green and rock. Um, so it's that kind of rugged terrain and, and the climate is pretty temperate. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and really, you know, David, um, it's, it's one of the more Catholic parts of, of France. It's mm. really retained those roots. It's a very uh, Celtic uh, part of the world. In fact, the biggest Celtic festival in the world is held like 15 minutes away from our family home. Oh, no kidding. So it's got really deep Celtic roots, um, but really has uh, a, just a, a deep history of um, just Catholic devotion and tradition. And um, so, for instance, um, you know, we talk a lot about the decline of the practice of Christianity mm-hmm. in France, and, and that's a real thing, and that's a topic for another time. Sure. But I got to be honest with you, when we're over there and we go to the local parish for Sunday Mass, it is packed. And it's packed with young families. Mm. Now, I get it. It might be a little bit of an anomaly. It's a seaside town, sure. and it's a lot of folks on vacation. But how can it not fill my heart with hope to see all these young families just filling up um, a church on Sunday in France? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's great to see. And um, we did something different this year. We visited a, a, a pilgrimage site oh. uh, about 40 minutes from our family home that I had never been to. Mm-hmm. And I've been going to this place in this area my whole life, yeah. <laughs> and I'd never been here. 
Uh, but David, it's called uh, Saint Anne Doré, and it's the site of the only church-approved apparition of Saint Anne, oh, who really? tradition tells us was the mother of Mary. And I was really fortunate because we happened to be there on July 26th when they celebrate an annual um, outdoor mass with mm-hmm. thousands of participants wow. to commemorate the anniversary of the apparition. So that was uh, a huge highlight. It's the third most popular pilgrimage site in all of France behind um, Lourdes and uh, Lisieux. Um, so yeah, that was that was really awesome. Yeah, that that is interesting. I, you know, I don't know a lot about pilgrimages in France other than, as you mentioned, the ones there. So you talk about people coming there. I mean, from all over France, or is it more regional, or how does that work? Oh, they they were coming from like all over the world. Oh wow! I, it, yeah, no, this was a big deal. Um, so definitely from all over France, and and we as even we were driving into the um this little town. Uh, we could see, even in the rain, David, yeah. <laughs> it was raining at the time, just people walking from all over um, to be able to make it to the special site. Um, and, and again, St. Anne is unsurprisingly the, the patron saint of, of Brittany. And mm-hmm. I think she she just resonates, her maternal heart just resonates uh, just with so many people. Um, and uh, just the, the beautiful uh, devotion, really, mm-hmm. to see to, to St. Anne. And and being there, I I couldn't and learning more about the story of the apparition to this young farmer, um, you know, some hundreds of years ago, right. um, where she said, you know, I would Saint Anne said I would like a, a chapel dedicated to me here, and, mm. and I'm there, David, and I'm just reminded of God's providential care for His people, right. and that salvation didn't kind of just drop out of the sky. Like God works through families, through relationships, through history. And all of that just to bring each of us home um, to the refuge of his love. It's yeah. just, it was just really beautiful to see. Well, when you talk about being in France and going to this pilgrimage there, what also resonates with me, Miriam, is the worldwide church. You know, we think about our local parishes, and we, we go to Mass there, and the sacraments and all of those things. But wherever you go in the world, there is the worldwide church, and that really says that. Uh, absolutely, and you know it was it was striking at this particular um, mass. Uh, I, I'm not sure of the history here, but there was a, a close connection with a few countries in Africa hmm. with uh, Saint Anne, and I I needed to look more into it. But there was um, a huge group uh, visiting um, from from African countries, and it was incorporated. Their music was incorporated into the mass, and it was awesome. Uh, to see, and it really, like you're saying, was a powerful testimony to the universality of the church. And it's not just um, for one particular region. Um, even though some places might have a, a strong devotion, um, we can all be a part of that. Yeah, that, that's wonderful. I got to ask you, too, because, uh, you know, yeah. it's it's breakfast time and I'm hungry. So <laughs> I, I wanted to know, uh, in Brittany, is there a particular cuisine uh, like regional there? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a great question. So uh, the classic Breton uh, dish um, is called the galette, or, um, and the sort of uh, dessert version of that is the cup. Um, oh. And so uh, in pretty much every town, you'll see a capri, which will sell these. Uh, it's like a, you know, I think every country has a version yeah. of like <laughs> just a flat pancake or a burrito. Um, but that, it really is my favorite food. But that is what the Breton people are known for in their cuisine. Yeah. A lot of seafood being on the ocean. 
definitely a lot of seafood, which is tough, David, because I'm allergic to seafood. Oh, yes, that <laughs> so is tough, yeah. I, I'm allergic to seafood and alcohol. Oh. <laughs> so the two things that actually are, are really enjoyed in abundance in that part of the world, I wasn't really able to participate in, but there's I have other options, well, so it's okay. That's right. <laughs> she is Miriam Marson. She is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening at 7.30, Mater Day Radio, anytime on the Hail Mary Media app, and the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony. Catholic Church in Tigard. Miriam, great to have you back. Wonderful to hear about your trip. And, uh, you know, we'll just we'll continue on into the late summer, into the fall, and look forward to talking with you again. Uh, thank you so much. Great to be back, and God bless you all. God bless. It is 721 here at Mater Day Radio. David, I believe we need to uh, institute a fact-finding mission to see if it is exactly as wonderful and holy and wonderful foods to eat there in Brittany ourselves. Yeah, count me in. (laughs) Definitely. That just sounds like a wonderful trip and wonderful way to just, you know— set things aside for a little bit, focus on your faith yeah. and, and be with your family, renew yourself because well, the school year has started and that means faith formation programs are starting up and so many wonderful things that uh, it sounds like Miriam is ready to take on. In fact, if you have a special event coming up, so many parishes are getting back in the swing of things, open houses, schools are, are getting ready to start their different types of ministries. Let Mater Day Radio know. We'd love to include it on our community calendar. That way the whole community knows exactly what is happening and you can invite them to join you as well. The community calendar is available at materdayradio.com and also on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. One of the greatest attributes of a good mother is to be tender. Before Pope John Paul II became Pope, he wrote that tenderness was the ability to feel with and for the whole person. This type of embrace is one which can only come with the help of the Holy Spirit. For us to be a tender mom, we must be willing to use our hearts to embrace our children. The Blessed Mother can serve as our heavenly example in aid for she knows nothing else but to be tender-hearted. If we are willing to love one another and serve one another, it must be done in a sincere way. To regard our family members as whole persons is a parenting trait that will benefit us greatly. For we are like a faucet of God's love. We are the vessel that carries that love to our children And if we are willing to do so, our husbands and children will be transformed with the mere contact of this authentic love. So the next time you embrace your family members, may it be tender. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please make us tenderhearted like your blessed mother. Amen. May we be a light to the world by being sincere in our gestures of love.
Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com. Hi, everyone. This is David from Mater Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio and Hurricane Idalia makes landfall in Florida. The details coming up. An Evergreen School District votes to strike kids are home today, which should be their first day back to school. I'll have more on that story for you coming up in news. Here's Cooper Ray and Wake the Dawn. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Wake up the giant in my heart It sleeps so soundly in the dark Warm my soul with the morning sun Light up creation with all you've done
That is Cooper Ray and Wake the Dawn. It's 730 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news, Hurricane Adalia made landfall on Florida's western coast as a powerful Category 3 storm. It's the strongest hurricane to make landfall in the Big Bend region in more than 125 years. Earlier this morning, it briefly intensified into an extremely dangerous Category 4 hurricane with winds of 130 miles per hour before weakening slightly. Governor Ron DeSantis warned Floridians to heed evacuation warnings. Storm is causing flooding in coastal areas and has left over or has left thousands of Floridians without power. Idalia's landfall strength and storm surge could reach once-in-a-lifetime levels in the region, which could be swamped by a surge of up to 16 feet, according to the National Hurricane Center. Several airports are closed, including Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, Sarasota, and Tallahassee. They could reopen tomorrow, depending on damage assessments. Uh, in our 840 interview segment, we're going to hopefully touch base with our co-worker, Curtis Cooney, who is in Tampa. Get an update from him, see how he's doing. Evergreen Public Schools and Evergreen Education Association failed to reach an agreement and schools are closed due to work stoppage. In an email sent to student families, they said schools will remain closed till further notice. Although schools will be closed during the strike, the district office will be open from 8 to 4 and some services and activities will continue. Free breakfast and lunch will be available for curbside pickup for each scheduled school day, all Evergreen Public School students can get free meals regardless if they attend that school. Sites include Evergreen Heritage, Mountain View High Schools, Frontier Middle School, and several elementary schools. Middle and high school sports will proceed as scheduled. School res- will resume after the strike is resolved and students will receive 180 days of instruction. Makeup days will be negotiated as part of the settlement. Camas school district teachers went on strike Monday, but a third possible strike in battleground appears to have been averted for the time being, Battleground School District, they did not reach an agreement, but they did agree to begin school and continue the negotiation process right. and then hopefully be able to uh, reach an agreement in the coming days. Uh, hopefully I can get a resolve soon. Very. Doesn't go too long. Very soon. You don't want to be going to school into July. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, both sides are trying to come together but when the grown-ups have a disagreement, well, it looks like the kids are the ones yep. that are uh, suffering. X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, will once again allow political ads for the first time since 2019. As part of the process, the social media platform will also be hiring safety and elections teams to focus on combating manipulation, surfacing inauthentic accounts, and closely monitoring the platform for emerging threats, according to the company. The election's practices laid out in X's Tuesday blog post are not all that different from how the platform handled misinformation related to elections under its previous leadership. Ahead of the 2022 midterms, the platform said it would label and demote, for example, false claims about how to cast a ballot or the outcomes of a race. The announcement comes after months of changes to the platform and how it handles content moderation after Elon Musk took over the company last fall. 
The head of the Ukrainian Catholic Church said Ukrainians were shocked when Pope Francis told Russian Catholic youth to be proud of their heritage and cited two historical Russian leaders that the archbishop said the worst examples of imperialism and extreme Russian nationalism. In the context of Russia's aggression against Ukraine, such statements, he said, inspire the neo-colonial ambitions of the aggressor country, said Archbishop Shevchuk of Kiev, head of the Ukrainian Catholic Church. Speaking off the cuff in Italian at the end of a video call on August 25th with young Russians participating in a Catholic youth festival, Pope Francis told them, do not forget your heritage. You are heirs of the great Russia, the great Russia saints of kings of the great Russia of Peter the Great, Catherine II the Great. Educated Russian empire of so much culture, of so much humanity, never give up this heritage. Matteo Brunei, director of the Vatican Press Office, responded August 29th saying, as is clear from the context in which he spoke to them, the Pope intended to encourage young people to preserve and promote what is positive in Russia's great culture and spiritual heritage, and certainly not to glorify an imperialistic logic and government personalities which were cited to point to certain historical periods of reference. In his prepared marks to the young people, the Pope said that although Russia's continuing war on Ukraine may make peace seem an impossible dream, young Russian Catholics need to sow seeds of reconciliation and peace however they can. And in sports, as the U.S. Tennis Championships roll on from the Big Apple, eh, some disappointing news, at least for me anyway, and I'm sure a lot of others. One of my favorite tennis commentators and legend, John McEnroe, has not been part of the coverage on ESPN. There's a reason for that. Yesterday, Mac tweeted out, Unfortunately, after feeling a bit under the weather, I tested positive for COVID. Uh-oh. Yeah, because I'm watching the U.S. Open from home and can't wait to get back to work soon. It's unknown whether McEnroe, who won four of his seven Grand Slams at the U.S. Open, will be able to return to the booth before the end of the tournament. The tournament goes two weeks, so we'll see. Uh, also out, another legend, Venus Williams. She lost to Belgium qualifier Greet Minnen in the first round, 6-1-6-1. Uh, it's her most lopsided loss in 100 career matches at the Grand Slam tournament where she won the trophy in 2000 and 2001. So at 43, she was the oldest player in the U.S. Open. She said following the loss, she's not quite sure if she will continue with tennis this fall. So, uh, yeah, sorry to see that. It would have been fun to see her advance, but uh, probably long odds in doing that. Uh, back to McEnroe. I had a chance to interview him several years what? ago. Yeah, he was in town playing in a Masters tournament over at uh, the Rose Garden. And so it was one of my thrills to get to talk with Johnny Mack. Uh, you know what John McEnroe said when he got that COVID, that positive COVID test? What's that? You cannot be serious. <laughs> Good call. I like that. It was on the line. When the West Maui wildfires raised most of the historic town of Lahaina on August 8th and 9th, the Catholic Church of Maria Lanakilla was one of the few structures that survived. The Sacred Heart School next to the church, not as fortunate, about half of the building was lost. Almost immediately, Tanada Lolisio, the school's principal, felt that this could not be the end of the story for Sacred Heart. More than ever, she believed that the school had 
had a mission. She told Alatea, we've got to provide some hope and stability for the children and families who remain. In the interview, she said, we started school on August 1st. The kids had returned to school from preschool all the way to eighth grade. There's also a high school virtual program with in-person facilities. We were in for a couple of days and had an amazing start with the kids. Then we took a day off because of the high winds that knocked out the power in the middle of the night. Everything spiraled with the wildfire. She said now the killed, the children are scattered. They're on the other side of the island or have already moved off the island and have to go to live with families. Some of them are still here, displaced because they lost their homes. She went on to say, I felt this is my mission. My calling is to serve and be an advocate for the children and their families. And at a time like this, the students need their teachers the most. There is no abandoning the mission at this point. With half the school remaining standing along with the church, that was her confirmation that the work of their mission must go on. Maui Land and Pineapple Company, who said they had a land opportunity, and from there the word just spread that there was potential to reestablish there in Kapalua. It's about four to seven minute drive from Lahaina away from the devastation. It's green and lush and a healthy environment. It's a perfect place to begin healing and rebuilding for the kids. It's a safe place as well for that. About half the school's 250 students have returned. It looks like what you would imagine the very beginnings of a school would look like. They are outdoors. They have cover and tables set up with chairs around. Even the teachers who have come back to teach kids right. lost their own homes, Wow! but just felt like it was so important. And uh, just this beautiful green lush Hawaiian lawn mm. and the kids are back to learning. Beautiful. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Today at 10 a.m. is August play date with St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Preschool in Camas. St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Preschool is hosting three play dates in August to help boost awareness of their school. Parents are invited to check out the classrooms, meet the teachers with their children ages 3 to 5, and enjoy some fun and games on the playground. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, one of the joys of this summer has been having Deacon Justin come in and chat with us, and uh, he does so again. I guess you could call this his exit interview. I love it. Yeah, he'll join us right after the forecast. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Join Mater Day Radio and Sister Anne Marie Warren in a prayer for vocations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom and divine love, impart your knowledge, understanding, and counsel to youth that they may know the vocation wherein they can best serve God. Give them courage and strength to follow God's holy will. Guide their uncertain steps. Strengthen their resolutions 
shield their chastity, fashion their minds, conquer their hearts, and lead them to the vineyards where they will labor in God's holy service. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. 744 at Mater Day Radio. Well, scattered showers, a possibility this morning. We'll get a little warmer today, high of 77 degrees, 30% chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 60. Now, tomorrow, Thursday, could be the rainiest day we've had out of all these chances of sprinkles and things. So we'll see how that transpires, a high of just 67 degrees. Currently, it is 61 degrees at Holy Trinity Catholic Church in Beaverton. And it's 61 degrees at St. Alice Church in Springfield. It's been a wonderful summer as I've had the opportunity to talk with Deacon Justin Echeverria. Deacon Justin is back for the year. He's actually finishing up his pastoral year at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. He's got his bags packed because, well, he is headed back to Rome for his final year. Deacon Justin is joining us today to, well, just do one last farewell interview with me. Good morning, Deacon Justin. Thanks so much for coming with us. Morning. Thanks for having me again. It's been such a fun summer. I've really enjoyed talking with you. I don't think that was part of your summer plan was to uh, do spiritual direction on the radio uh, with <laughs> us. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been awesome. We've covered some topics. We've talked about what does a priest do and what's his daily routine. We've talked about pets mm -hmm. and what happens when a, a, a loved pet goes away. We've mm -hmm. even had an incredible opportunity to talk to your whole family and, and just kind of got their, their insight and what it means to them to have a son who will become a priest. So you are ending your pastoral year. Mm -hmm. We're at Christ the King. Share with our listeners a little bit about what you did over the last year. What were some of the things that stood out for you? Yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic year at Christ the King. And I, you know, having the mentorship of Monsignor John Syak and having also the formation from all the people there, they, they were all my teachers in some way, shape or form. And just the, the friendships I formed there and the experiences I gained will definitely last a lifetime. And, you know, when I, when I got there, I mean, I was, I knew I was going to be at a, at a parish and I, all right, this is where I can exercise my diaconal ministry. But really this year was where I fell in love with parish life. And I, and I thought to myself, wow, this is, this is what it's all about. And it was actually a friend of mine, Father Randy Huang, who told me that when he was Deacon Randy Huang at Christ the King for the year, he said it, that year only 
affirmed his vocation that he felt like, okay, I am, I'm called, God is calling me to be a priest and I, I love this life. So I share that sentiment with him after, as I'm, as I'm finishing up, as I am now an alum of the Syakian <laughs> school of, uh, you know, shout out to Monsignor, but it's, it's just, you know, of, of that time there. And even this past weekend in my, in my homily, I, I shared a few things that I experienced. I, I talked about learning what it means to be a spiritual father, a dad, the, the dadhood of the priest which was more most obvious when I was with the kids because for some of them, I was old enough to be their dad. Uh, and even at one point, one of our um, soon-to-be third graders, um, her name is Keegan, she brought her little brother to me and I picked him up and I, in, my, in my arm at Coffee and Donuts and I was like, man, this is, this is what it feels like to be a dad. This is the dad, you know, the dad of the priest. Um, well, and also, but also even the fatherhood of, you know, I take homebound, I take communion to in our homebound ministry and there's a woman who I take uh, the Eucharist to, her name is, is Phyllis Pease. And she's more than 50 years old, older than I am. We have great conversations. She's, she's bedridden. But I was learning also, how, how am I, who's younger, significantly younger than her, how can I be a father to her too? And in that regard, it was just, you know, which is the other thing I learned, is being a father through the ministry of presence, which also was a powerful, something very powerful that I experienced this year was just, you don't always need to say the right thing or try to say something or do something that just solves all the problems. You're just there. Sometimes the best thing a priest can do, the caller can do is just be there to laugh with people, be there to mourn in times of tragedy, mm -hmm. not try to say anything to resolve it. And, um, I actually, I, I made some good friends, um, while I was there through that as well, you know, as, um, I, I became friends with this couple who the wife is Catholic, uh, husband comes from the an evangelical background. Uh, they invited me to their their, their home. Uh, their names are Stephanie and Dylan. And I wore my 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 clerics, but I wasn't there to, you know, I didn't have a big Bible in my hand saying, hey, you want to talk about Jesus Christ and Pope Francis? It's like, no, you invited me to your home. I'm here to enjoy this time with you. And then... Uh, and I mentioned this in the homily too, when, when Monsignor let me be in the kitchen by myself, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I had, I had, I had parishioners, some parishioners over for dinner and it was the same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm just here to open my home to you and just nice. be, be present. So that, those are just some, some examples of things I've, I've learned. And also, you know, I learned it's, you know, that people are going to see the whole you, I mean, as, as, a, as a clergyman, uh, they, the beautiful thing about being over there too was that it kind of became a, that parish is sort of a mini seminary among other parishes as well because a lot of parishes get to see guys going through who aren't priests yet so they get to see us in our strengths they get to see us in our weaknesses uh, and they get to see how human we are and hopefully uh how approachable the caller is that's mm -hmm. that's a this is all kind of a long answer but these are just a few things of what i've really cherished and learned at christ the king Deacon Justin, you also have the benefit there at Christ the King. They have a school mm -hmm. and to have the activity of kids on a campus, uh, a church that that supports a school like that also gave you a unique opportunity, not only to practice that priesthood dadship, so to mm -hmm. speak, but also that educator, that being able to go into the classroom to see kids and to teach them and show them how a priest can be relatable. What were some of the fun things you were able to participate in at the school? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> fun for the kids, maybe not so fun for me, was when they, they, they had a talent show at the end of the year. And the sixth grade boys asked me if I would 
join them to sing the song Peaches from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, it landed on YouTube, and there's photo evidence, and one of the kids actually told Archbishop Sample, and Archbishop will probably make fun of me for it. <laughs> he just said, is he okay? Is he okay? <laughs> is he all right? Is he all right in the head? Why is he singing Peaches? Um, but, uh, you know, it was just, I mean, there were there were days where I just I would just walk over to the school and just kind of poke my head in, and hopefully, you know, I didn't want to interrupt the... Uh, the learning, but just if there was downtime, I'd say, oh, hi, you know, hi to the kids, you know, joke around with them a little bit. Um, and even sometimes uh, when I would take time in the day to, to go exercise, I would, when I go for a run as my cool down, I would, I would do a loop around sort of sort of LaSalle and, and Christ the King. So sometimes the kids were eating lunch and they saw me running by. And uh, one of the kids, her name is Penelope, she, ma- she makes fun of how I run. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> she's sort of like she's sort of like a little a fun a fun little sister. But she she sometimes she'll say, "Hey, Deacon," and then she'll like do this like awkward, goofy looking run. And I I tell her, Penelope, I don't run like that. You can't make fun of a clergyman. But just you know, joking and showing the yeah. human side, or even if I if I walk into a classroom, I'll just ask the kids, "What do you what are you learning today?" Or the at the time the second graders sometimes I'd walk in during their religion class and maybe they'd have questions for me, and I try to answer about the priesthood or. One point, there's a picture of me. Um, the teacher asked, "Would I would I read the story of King David to them, or before he was king, David and Goliath, mm. and try to explain to them, guys, this is how powerful this, the pebble that David threw Goliath threw at Goliath's head was. Imagine a major league baseball player throwing a ball going 90 per, miles per hour at your face. Like it's think of it that way. And they're like, what? You know, using analogies to try to yes. help them learn. Uh, I know it's kind of a morbid thing, but it's like it's think of it like this to make it you know really come exactly. alive and real." Um, and some kids, you know, I see them, they give me a high five, the little kids might run and give me a hug. It just, it was awesome. I loved, uh, you know, that was the hard thing about the summer was when they left it, it just got really quiet, you know? Your last weekend is coming up, uh, and you will be at masses on Sundays. Is that going to be kind of your farewell to just give one more last thank you and prayers for the parishioners there at Christ the King? Yeah. So, well, so this past weekend was the last weekend I would preach. Okay. And that's where I made it more of the farewell and share with them, you know, this is what I learned from all of you. Um, please treat the next guy after me with the same love and kindness you treated mm-hmm. me. And I will send my contact information out. You know, please reach out. It will never bother us. Never bother me. We In the seminary, we love hearing from people back home. It really gives us encouragement. And it's a nice, it's like a, it's like a nice, like holy interruption of our day. It's like, I love it. This is, oh, I got a card or an email or schedule a FaceTime. Uh, or some people who get the chance to visit us. Um, and then on sat- this past Saturday, we had a, uh, the, the parish was very kind enough to throw me a, a, a not goodbye, but a chow deacon. And I'll, I'll explain to people, probably too many people, I would explain that this is not Arrivederci. Arrivederci mm-hmm. is more of a permanent goodbye. Chow is like a, eh, see you soon. See you soon. See you in nine months. Um, so this weekend, you know, I'll, I'll still say my goodbyes after the Sunday masses, but um, the big the big goodbye was this past weekend. Oh, wonderful. Well, I know that uh, as much of an impact you've had here at Matra Day Radio and sharing your story, I know that those at Christ the King and across the Archdiocese will keep you in our prayers and thoughts as you embark on another year. Deacon Justin, I am coming up against my break, but I want to know a little bit about what is awaiting for you now uh, as you head back to school. Your flight to Rome is just a few short weeks away and uh, you'll be embarking on another adventure. Please stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour. Absolutely. 
7.54 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Wednesday. Hey, one of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you right over to the main page. Just a couple of forms to fill out, really a quick and easy process, and it is a likely tax deduction for you as well. It is Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. Find it on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 757 at Mater Day Radio and Floridians battling Hurricane Audalia. We'll have the story in the news. And patience is a great Christian value, says Pope Francis, and shows us the model of a Native American saint to be the perfect role model for all of us. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin Jory with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Today's saint comes to us from France by way of Ireland. Saint Fiacre was born in Ireland sometime at the end of the sixth century. Raised in a monastery, Fiacre grew up with an appreciation for solitude and sacred scripture. Along with his education at the monastery, he learned the art of herbal medicine and healing, which he excelled at. Eventually, he chose to join the monastic life and became a monk himself. Sometime later, he was then ordained a priest and eventually was raised to the position of abbot. In time, he gained his own hermitage and monastery. Because of his growing reputation as a holy man with the gift of healing, people began flocking to his hermitage from all over Ireland. Dismayed by his popularity and longing for true solitude, Fiacre left Ireland and sailed for France. He arrived in Meaux, France, in the year 626 and established a small hermitage in a cave near the village of Bruil. 
he was granted land by the bishop St. Pharaoh in the province of Brie. Legend has it that Fiacre asked the bishop for land so that he could grow a garden for food and healing herbs. St. Pharaoh offered that he could have all the land he could till up in one day. The next morning, Fiacre walked the length of the property that he needed, dragging only the point of his spade in the earth behind him. Wherever the spade touched, bushes, brambles, and trees were uprooted and the land was tilled up. Possibly out of jealousy, a woman from a nearby village claimed this was the work of sorcery. Fiacre was deeply saddened by this accusation, so much so that he sat down upon a millstone, which softened under his weight. But the bishop determined that the clearing of the land was a miracle, and Fiacre was absolved of any wrongdoing, granting him the land for his garden. In the years to come, the garden became a place of pilgrimage lasting for centuries for those seeking healing. With the bishop's approval, Fiacre established his little hermitage in the forest with the garden, a chapel, and a hospice for travelers. In time, this little spot developed into the village of Saint Fiacre. But it wasn't long before this reputation for healing and holiness spread throughout France. People again began to flock to his hermitage, seeking cures for ailments and eager to witness his holiness. He would heal people by simply laying hands on them. Disease, tumor, cancers, and other illnesses were all miraculously cured. Fiacre served the people of France from his small hermitage until his death on August 30th in 670. In spite of his reputation as a healer, he is more often remembered as the patron saint for gardeners. In fact, for many years, the gardening communities of both France and Belgium would hold annual jamborees in his honor on August 30th. Unfortunately, during the French Revolution, Fiacre's priory and its contents were sold off, leaving only his tomb and magical millstone in the village church. His remains were removed in 1568 to the cathedral in Meaux to preserve them during the wars of religion when Protestant Calvinism was taking over parts of France. Today, we remember St. Fiacre as a simple man who lived a quietly miraculous life. May we all learn from his humble example seeking holiness in our own lives. St. Fiacre, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, download today the free Hail Mary media app. All the details can be found at materdayradio.com. It is 8 o'clock. And in your news, Hurricane Adalia made landfall on Florida's west coast as a catastrophic Category 3 storm early this morning and unleashed life-threatening storm surges and rainfall across an area that has never before received such pummeling. More than 230,000 customers were without electricity as trees snapped by strong winds, brought down power lines, and rushing water-covered streets. Along the coast, some homes were submerged to near their rooftops and structures crumpled. Idalia came ashore in the lightly populated Big Bend region where the Florida Panhandle curves into the peninsula. It made landfall near Keaton Beach at 7.45 a.m. Eastern Time as a high-end Category 3 hurricane with maximum sustained winds of 125 miles per hour. And more than an hour later, it remained a Category 2 hurricane with top winds at 110. It was expected to remain a hurricane while crossing Florida and Georgia before pushing into the Carolinas as a tropical storm. St. Kateri Tekawitha teaches us to live in ordinary holiness and to conform and to confront the suffering of life with patience, Pope Francis said on Wednesday. At his weekly public audience, the Pope spoke about the Native American saint in his continuing series of talks on apostolic zeal. He said, Katiri Tekakwitha, life shows us 
that every challenge can be overcome if we open our hearts to Jesus, who grants us the grace we need, patience, and a heart open to Jesus. This is a recipe to live well, he said. Pope Francis described the intense difficulties the saint faced, including the loss at age four of her parents and brother from smallpox and persecution after her baptism and conversion to Christianity and the way Kateri responded. The Pope emphasized that patience is a great Christian virtue needed to be a good Christian. May we too, like St. Kateri Tekakwitha, draw strength from the Lord and learn to do ordinary things in extraordinary ways. California-based Farmers Insurance reports it is laying off 11% of its workforce as it restructures the company for future growth. Around 2,400 employees are being cut from across all areas of the company, According to a statement on its website, Farmers President and CEO Raul Vargas said, uh, said existing conditions are impacting the insurance industry and they needed to take decisive action for future success. Last month, Farmers announced it would stop offering its policies in Florida, saying in a statement that the decision was necessary to manage its risk exposure in the hurricane-prone state. Farmers has also limited new homeowners insurance policies in California because of high costs and wildfire risks. State Farm and Allstate also made similar changes in California. Portlanders and travelers just passing through can expect to see more graffiti building up along the city's major arteries. That's because the state has exhausted funding set aside two years ago in order to tackle the problem. While Portland has its own graffiti abatement program, the Oregon Department of Transportation would typically be responsible for graffiti removal along state rights of way, including major corridors like I. and I-405. As graffiti built up throughout Portland during the pandemic, the Oregon legislature authorized a one-time allocation of $1 million in the 2021-2023 biennium for ODOT to address the graffiti problem in partnership with the city. In early 2022, ODOT actually put $2 million towards contractors tasked with removing graffiti. With that extra funding, the contractors were able to be fairly vigilant in removing graffiti along the highways. That ended June 30th. Now, any funds that ODOT has to do graffiti removal are part and parcel of the agency's maintenance funds, which they need for sealing cracks in pavement, repainting lines, repairing lighting. In sports, University of Portland soccer right back Kevin Bonilla has earned national recognition for his stellar season debut with the Pilots after they knocked off Sacramento State 3 to nothing on Friday. Bonilla was named the top drawer soccer national team of the week and the college soccer news national team of the week. It's the first time Bonilla has earned either honor this season. The Texan enters the year as an all-West Coast Conference preseason team selection. Last season, Bonilla made the all-conference second team as he helped the Pilots earn 10 shutouts on the year, the most since 1990 for Portland. Pilots will stay home this weekend for a showdown against UC Santa Barbara. Two teams play on Friday, 7 p.m., Merlot Field. There was a recent post on social media about customers in a local coffee shop ordering a hanging coffee. Have you gotten one of those before, David? A hanging coffee. A hanging coffee. I have not. It garnered a lot of attention, and the idea, which has spread from Italy, is now being practiced farther. 
You might be wondering what it's meant by a hanging coffee or suspended coffee. If you're imagining dripping coffee cups hanging from rafters on the coffee shop, well, you'd be wrong. And the post explains the principle is that when you go for your regular coffee, you also add X amount of hanging coffees to your bill. These hanging coffees are kept on sort of a tab for anyone coming into the coffee shop who needs a hot coffee but lacks the means to buy one for themselves. The barista is able to serve this person a fresh brew courtesy of a client who bought in spare in advance. The tradition started in Naples as far back as 100 years ago when a customer who had a bit of good fortune would offer a cafe espresso for someone in need. In 2011, an annual day was put on the calendar to honor suspended coffee in Naples. And thanks to social media, the practice has spread throughout the world in the last decade. You know, that's funny. Uh, was watching, remember Stanley Tucci's show, Searching yes. Italy? And he was on the street with a police officer in Italy, and it might have been Naples, and they went up to a little coffee cart, and there's two of them, and, and the uh, police officer orders three coffees. And Stanley Tucci goes, oh, just two of us. And he goes, no, this is for someone who might need a coffee later. There's so, a hanging coffee. There you go. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Thursday from 8 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. is Thursday Adoration at the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. Contact the parish to sign up for a regular hour or you can just drop by. Remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And speaking of Italy, we'll have more from Deacon Justin before he heads off to Italy right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Somewhere deep inside each one of us is a burning desire to finally become the person God created us to be. Amidst our brokenness, disease, and spiritual wounds, Jesus is responding today with transformative love and restoration. Join Dr. Bob Schutz, Bart Schutz, Sister Miriam James Heidland, and the John Paul II Healing Center for Healing the Whole Person and Day of Equipping, hosted by the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon from November 30th through December 2nd at Our Lady of Levang in Happy Valley. 
Through three days of teaching, worship, prayer, and testimony, you will encounter God in a powerful way, experiencing deeper freedom as the Father speaks to you in the depths of your heart. Learn more about in-person, Spanish, or virtual attendance options by visiting the John Paul II Healing Center online at jpiihealingcenter.org. That's jpiihealingcenter.org. And it is 810 at Mater Day Radio. Well, we've got a 30% chance of showers today, high of 77. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight, low of 60. Then tomorrow, well, we could see some significant rainfall. We'll have to wait and see with high of 67. Currently, it is 60 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church up in Woodland. And 56 degrees at St. Philip Church in Dallas. And I am now continuing my last conversation. Well, hopefully at least the last conversation for now, with wonderful Deacon Justin Echeverria, he's been joining us here at Mater Day Radio this year as he has lived a pastoral year at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. He's joining me today because, well, his bags are packed, his passport's in his pocket, and he's getting ready to head back to Rome to finish out his final year. Deacon Justin, thank you so much for staying with us. Thanks for having me. Everybody has a back-to-school time here in the Portland area in southwest Washington. The school buses are back out on the mm-hmm. road. Kids are have new backpacks and new lunchboxes. They've got a new routine. Parents are uh, maybe smiling even a little bit to have a little bit more normalcy back in their homes. Mm-hmm. You, similarly, yeah. uh, did you get a new backpack for the last school year? I have my backpack. It's it's lasted me for three good years, and it's still it's still going. Oh. No tears, nothing. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So tell our listeners a little bit about what awaits you as you head back to Rome for your final year. Yeah, I, I can't believe it's the, even the, the I get bit by the back to school bug too, because I was, uh, just real quick, I was I was speaking, he was here on the radio, I think yesterday, I was speaking with Kevin Minetti, our pastoral assistant, and he, uh, I think over when he was starting at the office, I overheard him talking about the back to school stuff, because his kids will be going to Christ the King and it's like, oh yeah, that's right. He's he's it is back to school season. Wait, I'm going back to school too. Um, so August has been very much a hitting me of like, oh, this is not forever. I, I am I am going back to back to the seminary, back to school. So basically the transition for me is um, of course I, I fly back September 10th to back to Italy. And the month of September, you're not studying, you're not, you're not in classes yet. We don't start class till October. Uh, because during the month of September at the North American College, different grade levels, theology one through four, are doing workshops or the first years are doing uh, Italian language. So our Portland guy over there, Coulter McIntyre, is just starting his first year there. And he's probably in the middle of his brain is probably fried of just doing Italian <laughs> study like all day. <laughs> OK. Um, and and then we also do every every class. Uh, they stagger it. So we go on our silent retreat. You have the big diaconate ordination. And then after diaconate ordination, uh, at the end of September is when we go back to school. Like we're actually, everyone gets our backpacks and we're off to class to the different universities that we go to. Deacon Justin, so for you, what types of courses then are you going mm-hmm. to be enrolling in? Yes. Yeah, so I, um, I, for my degree in theology, I was at the Gregorian University, which is run by the Jesuits and, uh, it's uh, the classes are mostly in Italian with a couple of them in English. Now um, I was given the opportunity and with the permission of Archbishop Sample to now study 
for my license. So it's a two-year degree that gives me a license to be able to teach uh, perhaps at a seminary in the future. You never know. But uh, at the Angelicum University, which uh, Archbishop Sample went there for canon law, um, Pope St. John Paul II went there for his doctorate. Um, and I believe, I'll have to confirm that, but I believe also uh, now Venerable Fulton Sheen also uh, walked those halls as well. Uh. So it's it's a, it, so the Angelicum is called the Angelicum because it's named after the angelic doctor, St. Thomas Aquinas. So it's run by the Dominicans and I believe specifically American Dominicans. So most of my classes now will be in English, a few in Italian, and I, I will be enrolled in the fundamental and dogmatic theology program. So basically the, the what and the whys of the faith and why does that matter? You know, why do, why do we believe in these things? So it's kind of a general uh, area of study, but you can, you know, it's very applicable in the parish. So I'll be doing that. I haven't seen my course schedule yet in terms of like what time of day, because for my degree in theology, for most guys, your classes are, most of them are in the morning. Mm. With maybe like one elective in the afternoon once a week. But the license is sort of like now you're doing the graduate level work. So it's almost like a graduate level schedule. So it could be in the morning. It could be in the afternoon. It could be a mix of both. It, it, this, this next part, which is called the second cycle of study, it's, it's going to be different. Deacon Justin Echevarria joining me today as we do one more vinyl interview before he heads back to Rome to finish out his education. You are going to be what would be considered an upperclassman mm-hmm. heading back there now. And similar to colleges, they have RAs that kind of help out and oversee the wings of a dormitory. You're going back as a hall deacon. Tell our mm-hmm. listeners what that means. It almost, I almost think of like when the, when the students were made prefects at Hogwarts when I was reading Harry Potter, <laughs> where they have like the badges and they have to enforce the rules. Uh, oh, so yeah. So over there, so the seminaries in the U.S., the dorms do have RAs. So Mount Angel have RAs and they okay. have, a, they have a head RA who's just, you know, the head of the, that program in, in Rome, it's just, um, instead of an RA, it's called a hall deacon. So this year, the two, uh, deacons for the Archdiocese of Portland who are there, myself and Deacon Brent Dershmidt, are both going to be hall deacons for our respective floors. Uh, I'm on Third Central and I think he's on First Hospital. It's a, you know, that's how you can find out where they are. But uh, it's, it's, it is enforcing the rules, but I mean, it's not so much, I mean, my hall deacons never came down hard on us. Even my hall is a pretty quiet hall. Uh, so it's, it's a more, yeah, making sure think the, 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 Floor hours are, are respected, especially when it gets late at night. People are sleeping. So, hey, can you guys go to the lounge or something? But mainly it's it's more of a fun a fun role uh, to learn how to be a leader and a big brother because you are the senior guy on the hall. So it's it's where you welcome the new guys in your hall because it, it, it does break my heart because you see the first year guys, you can see on their faces how overwhelmed they get once everything begins. Really? Like this isn't, you know, at first it's like, oh, Rome, this is great. There's kind of like a honeymoon phase, almost like a vacation phase. But once that phase goes away and the academic year begins and and all the rules of the house and all the everything begins, you just you just see it on their faces. So the hall deacon can be an available big brother to say, hey, welcome to our floor. Welcome to the knack. We're, we're really seriously. We're really happy to, that you're here. I'm your hall deacon. If you need anything, my door is open. You want to talk? Please don't hesitate. You're not going to bother me. But then also. Um, you, you can do things like there's sometimes there's a priest on your hall as well. So you coordinate with him so that you can do fraternal events like, Hey, once a semester, let's do a hall breakfast or 
why don't we organize with everyone's schedule so maybe we can go out to a restaurant together and have dinner or maybe a one year my hall deacon organized a a short pilgrimage a pilgrimage i think to um somewhere that was an hour away so we could easily take a train and go together but to basically organize fraternal events to combat homesickness and to just build the brotherhood mm. which i'm looking forward to um i've had some really awesome hall deacons on my floor uh who are now priests father alex lanson of lafayette louisiana father steve yusko albany new york so you know they come from all over sure which is great so you can really build those friendships Deacon, as you head back to, we, you've taken an extra step that the Archdiocese of Portland uh, mm-hmm. with a full year of this pastoral assignment. Now, mm-hmm. when you go back, not your your class that you have been with have kind of moved on a little bit. Tell mm-hmm. our listeners why that happened. Yeah, I, I remember talking about this with uh, both Father Randy Huang and especially with Father Peter Julie, our vocations director, that it's just different when you go back because... Uh, the Portland guys, so the Portland guys who study in Rome, we are the only diocese over there who does a pastoral year as deacons. Uh, and But other guys do pastoral year. They just might do it earlier or they might do it at the same time we do, but they get ordained later. But you basically leave your class. So most of my class who enter with me, who I met in the airport flying to Rome in 2019, they're all priests now. Mm. And uh, they are either, most of them have gone back to their dioceses. So when I go back, it's... Deacon Brent and I are going to look around and like, oh, a few of our friends who are on pastoral year with us are there. We're joining the class below us who are a bunch of great guys who will be ordained deacons this coming September uh, at the end of the month. But it's just it's it's like, whoa, like like our, our band of brothers, we were we were all together for three years. We went through a pandemic together. We we just we, we went through all this stuff together and we were ordained deacons together. And now it's oh, like I'm, I'm going to miss them. Yeah. But. You know, while I will miss them, I am looking forward to getting to know my new class and and just learning how to be uh, one of the big brothers now in the seminary. Uh, that's wonderful because while you have still those relationships from mm-hmm. your previous classmates, well, you just get to expand that even more. Deacon Justin, I just, I appreciate all of your time this summer. It's been wonderful to get to know you, to know your family. And we just ask that you continue to pray for all of us here at Mater Day Radio and our listeners, and we'll keep you in our prayers. Before we go, would you like to say a last thank you to uh, those listening? Yes. Um, there's, I mean, there are a lot of people that I would love to thank, but you know, all the, all the parishes that I helped out, helped out at this, this year, you know, St. Pius X, Holy Trinity, St. Cecilia, and of course, Christ the King for my pastoral year. And I just want to thank, especially, um, especially Christ the King. You know, thank you, Monsignor Syak, for your for your fatherhood, your mentorship, and to all the parishioners listening. I mean, there's there's so many of them. You know, I could I could I could list off. You know, like the Luchis, the Michikes, the Braggs, the the Rices, the Gus and Priscilla, uh, <laughs> the Menares family. Who they were the family who I, I they were the first baptism their kids that I ever I ever mm-hmm. did as a deacon. You know, shout outs to Erica and Zach, to the Ochoa family, Megan and David. Their daughter was. The last baptism I think I'll ever do as a deacon. Wow. Um, and of course, at the staff, Julie Spencer, Kevin Minetti, Teresa, and Will Becker. And I would just like to say, please pray for Will Becker, especially. He'll be preparing to be ordained a permanent deacon in October. He is a very good man, and he's kind of a mentor for me, even though I'm a deacon. He's showing me how to be a deacon. So to all listening, please pray for him. Live stream it if you can, or if you're able to, please go to it. Let's, 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 uh, you know, blow Archbishop's mind for a permanent deacon ordination, like, Go and be there for him. And and even Deacon Brent Dershman and I will watch it over in Rome and we'll try to call in afterwards. But, you know, there's there's even other people I could thank 
and uh, you know Sarah Tabor at the, at the at the school and all the school staff. Uh, I wish that there's so many names I could list, but um, but seriously, thank you all for just making this a great year, and and thank you for for helping form a future priest. And um, again, there'll be hopefully other men who will come after me, and and you know I hope that this archdiocese and if they go to Christ the King or whatever diocese parish they go to, I just treat them with love and kindness you've shown us in the seminary. And, uh, you know, and uh, one last thing is it, it was also exciting to see that um, seven men are coming in this year mm. as well. And they're all good men. Amen. And I just keep praying for vocations. Absolutely. And God willing, next year, June 22nd, we will get together and celebrate your ordination. Deacon, thank you so much for your time today. Before we go, will you end us in a prayer and blessing? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to be able to gather together as we've been able to gather over this this spring and summer. I ask that you bless all those who are listening, bless those who work here at Modern Day, especially Brenda, and fill them with all the graces that they need to continue this, this beautiful mission and taking part of the evangelization in, in this corner of the world. Please show love and care for all your people, Lord, and raise up instruments to continue the mission. Through the intercession of our, of our Lady, as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Deacon Justin, thank you so much. God bless you. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> And it is 824 at Mater Day Radio. Well, that was wonderful. And we were we were telling Deacon Justin that, you know, once he's in Rome, doesn't mean he still can't call us. That's right. Yeah. In fact, we were kind of talking about how can we get little audio updates or maybe even a video or two of where he's yeah. at there at North American College. Uh, that'll be wonderful. And you know where you may be able to find that? On your Hail Mary Media app. So if you haven't gotten it yet... Please do. It's free. It's on our website, all the information. You can have access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Tune into live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio, and maybe even see Deacon Justin with his reports as well. It is all on the free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a nonprofit religious entity committed to providing superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. We are looking for an experienced medical assistant who is passionate about our mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to nelson at holyfamilyclinic.com. I am Father Cedric Bizania. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. 
I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 826 in Mater Day Radio and Hurricane Adalia pounds Florida. The news coming up. And Evergreen Public School students in Vancouver. They're sleeping in again today as teachers go on strike. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is Greg and Lizzie surrounded by your love. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Your heart is a rhythm that we march to, not afraid of the valleys we let through. In your love, we are besieged. We grow from your heart to make the world new. Not ashamed of your love that always stays true. In your love, we are besieged.
That is Greg and Lizzie with Surrounded by Your Love. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news, Hurricane Adalia made landfall on Florida's western coast as a powerful Category 3 storm. It's the strongest hurricane to make landfall in the Big Bend region in more than 125 years. Earlier this morning, it briefly intensified into an extremely dangerous Category 4 hurricane with winds of 130 miles per hour before weakening slightly. Governor Ron DeSantis warned Floridians to heed evacuation warnings. Storm is causing flooding in coastal areas and has left thousands of Floridians without power. Idalia's landfall strength and storm surge could reach once-in-a-lifetime levels in the region, which could be swamped by a surge of up to 16 feet, according to the National Hurricane Center. Several airports are closed, including Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, Sarasota, and Tallahassee. They could reopen tomorrow, depending on damage assessments. Evergreen Public Schools and Evergreen Education Association failed to reach an agreement and schools are closed due to work stoppage. The teachers are on strike. In an email sent to student families, they said schools will remain closed until further notice. Although schools will be closed during the strike, the district office will be open and some services and activities will continue. Free breakfast and lunch will be available for curbside pickup each scheduled school day. All Evergreen Public School students can get free meals regardless if they attend the school. Sites include Evergreen Heritage and Mountain View High Schools, Frontier Middle School and several elementary schools. Middle and high school sports will proceed as scheduled. They say coaches are under a different contract. Schools will resume after the strike is resolved and students will receive 180 days of instruction. Make it days will be negotiated as part of the settlement. Camas school district teachers went on strike on a Monday, but a third possible strike in battleground appears to have been averted for the time being. Any word on how negotiations are going, I if they're close? or It's really difficult. I, I read different um, news sites to get the story, and then, of course, it's filled in with lots of comment. Mm. So I'm not exactly sure yeah. uh, if it's uh, just a pay negotiation, which I think is part of it, but I think there's also services for special uh, education, special needs students that are part of this also. X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, once again allowed political ads for the first time since 2019. Now, as part of the process, the social media platform will also be hiring safety and election teams to focus on combating manipulation, surfacing inauthentic accounts, and closely monitoring the platform for emerging threats, according to the company. Now, the election's practices laid out in X's Tuesday blog post are not all that different from how the platform handled misinformation related to elections under its previous leadership. Ahead of the 2022 midterms, the platform said it would label and demote, for example, false claims about how to cast a ballot or the outcomes of a race. Now, the announcement comes after months of changes to the platform and how it handles content moderation after Elon Musk took over the company last fall. 
The head of the Ukrainian Catholic Church says Ukrainians were shocked when Pope Francis told Russian Catholic youth to be proud of their heritage and cited two historic Russian leaders that the archbishop said the worst examples of imperialism and extreme Russian nationalism. In the context of Russia's aggression against Ukraine, such statements inspire the neo-colonial ambitions of the aggressor country, said Archbishop Shevchuk of Kiev, the head of the Ukrainian Catholic Church. Speaking off the cuff in Italian at the end of a video call on August 25th with young Russian participating in a Catholic youth festival, Pope Francis told them, do not forget your heritage. You are heirs of the great Russia, the great Russia of saints, of kings, the great Russia of Peter the Great, Catherine II the Great, educated Russian empire of so much culture, of so much humanity, never give up this heritage. Matteo Brunei, director of the Vatican Press Office, responded saying, as is clear from the context in which he spoke to them, the Pope intended to encourage young people to preserve and promote what is positive in Russia's great cultural and spiritual heritage, and certainly not to glorify an imperialistic logic and governing personalities, which were cited to point to certain historical periods of reference. In his prepared remarks to the young people, the Pope said that although Russia's continuing war on Ukraine may make peace seem an impossible dream, young Russian Catholics need to sow seeds of a reconciliation and peace however they can. In sports, as the U.S. Tennis Championships roll on from the Big Apple, some bummer news, one of my favorite tennis commentators and legend John McEnroe has not been a part of the coverage on ESPN. Well, there's a reason for that. Yesterday, Mac tweeted out, Unfortunately, after feeling a little bit under the weather, I tested positive for COVID. I'm watching the U.S. Open from home and can't wait to get back to work soon. Now, it's unknown whether McEnroe, who won four of his seven Grand Slams at the U.S. Open, will be able to return to the booth before the end of the tournament. The tournament goes for two weeks, so it's just getting started. So we'll see if he makes it back. Also out, another legend, Venus Williams. She lost to Belgian qualifier Greed Minnen in the first round, 6-1-6-1. It's her most lopsided loss in 100 career matches at the Grand Slam Tournament, where she won the trophy in 2000 and 2001. At age 43, she was the oldest player in the field. Following the loss, Williams said she didn't know what her future tennis plans might be. When the West Maui wildfires raised most of the historic town of Lahaina on August 8th and 9th, the Catholic Church of Maria Lanakilo was one of the few structures that survived. The Sacred Heart School next to the church was not quite as fortunate, and about half of the building was lost. Almost immediately, Tanada Lolicio, the school's principal, felt that she could not be, it could not be the end of the story for Sacred Heart. More than ever, she believed that the school had a mission. She told Alatea, we've got to provide some hope and stability for the children and families who remain. 
And in the interview, she said they started school on August 1st, and the kids had returned to school from preschool all the way to eighth grade. There's also a high school virtual program with in-person facilities. She said they were in for a couple of days and had an amazing start with the kids. Then we took a day off because of the high winds that knocked out the power in the middle of the night. Everything spiraled into the wildfire. Now the children are scattered. They're on the other side of the island, or some have already moved off the island and have had to go live with some families. Some of them are still here, she said, but displaced because they lost their homes. She felt that it was her mission, her calling to serve to be an advocate for the children and their families. And at a time like this, the students need their teachers the most, and there is no abandoning the mission at this point. Half of the school remained standing along with the church, and that was confirmation she needed that the work and mission must go on. Maui Land and Pineapple Company, who said they had land opportunity, and from there the word just spread that there is potential to reestablish in Kapalua. It's about five to seven minute drive from Lahaina away from the devastation. It's green, it's lush. She said it's a healthy environment, a perfect place to begin healing and rebuilding for the kids. And about half of the 250 students have returned. Mm. They're sitting under trees and grass with tables and chairs set up outdoors. And even some of the teachers who came back to teach, they lost their own homes too. But this sense of normalcy is just what they needed to find hope. That's great to hear. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Saturday at 7.30, it is Catholic Medical Association, Portland Guild Mass and a meeting at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. Monsignor O'Connor will celebrate Mass at 7.30 a.m., followed by a viewing of a talk by Father Robert Spitzer entitled, The Evidence for God from Science. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, we are heading to Florida next to talk live with our Mater Day Radio co-worker, Curtis Cooney. He wasn't in the eye of the hurricane, but he was pretty close. We'll check in with Curtis right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. If St. Benedict ordered your day, he would give you balance. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. In his rule of St. Benedict, he taught that to achieve that balance, we should divide the day between work, prayer, reading, and rest. The parts can expand and contract as needs and seasons demand, yet they always stay balanced. Most of us do not have St. Benedict scheduling our days, but we can learn from him. We may sometimes feel that we live to work, that something is missing, and that often our schedule is not entirely in our control. St. Benedict encourages us to plan for balance and bring our life into peaceful order. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. We have to choose to include prayer, reading, and rest to balance our day and be flexible about them. Without them, though, we just, well, 
live to work. Ascension Catholic Church is searching for its new coordinator for Office of Single and Married Young Adults. Are you a practicing Catholic with a passion to accompany and assist single and married young adults in their life in Christ? Join the dynamic team at Ascension Catholic Church in Southeast Portland. For a complete job description and to apply for the coordinator for Office of Single and Married Young Adults position, go now to ascensionpdx.org. That's ascensionpdx.org. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It is 8.42 here at Mater Day Radio. Another overcast day as cooler air fills the region. Showers are possible as are a few sun breaks in between. Afternoon high is going to reach to the middle 70s. Overnight cooling down to the low 60s and about a 30% chance of rain after 11 p.m. On Thursday, this is almost a sure thing around here when we hear 80% chance right. of rain. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Heights look to be staying in the upper 60s. So I am going to wear a jacket in tomorrow, <laughs> David, to work. I'm glad for you there. Uh, 64 degrees at St. Henry's Church in Gresham. And it is 65 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, as we have reported this morning, Hurricane Adalia made landfall on Florida's west coast at a catastrophic three, category three storm early this morning. So our co-worker, Curtis Cooney, lives in Florida. He's in that area. We are grateful to have him join us this morning live on the telephone. So Curtis, give our listeners an idea where exactly you are at. Uh, good morning. Uh, this, uh, I am. I live in Land Lakes, Florida, which is about uh, 30 miles north of Tampa and about 25 to 30 miles off the coast. Okay, so uh, you sound like you're doing fine, thankfully. So how close was the storm to you? I know it tracked a little bit more to the north, probably north of you, I'm assuming. Correct. Uh, it, it hit at Keaton Beach, which is, uh, which is about 150 miles north uh, of our location. And, and so curiously, when, when Hurricane Ian hit last year, another eye storm, uh, it was about 150 miles south, so so we're we're in kind of that same <laughs> yeah. that same area, but in different directions from uh, from this hurricane. So, what were the conditions like, or what what are they like now where you are at? Well, we're actually getting uh, we're actually getting uh, some some heavy rains, and and it's very breezy. I, I did was able to take my walk this morning around, and it was you know, very humid and very humid and breezy. Uh, we, we are under a tornado watch uh, right now where I am, but I think that's that's pretty standard because of the outer bands of the, the outer bands of the way they swirl from the hurricanes. Right. So I'm not sure exactly what time landfall or the hurricane made landfall, but when did you start feeling the effects? Like, oh, the winds are starting to kick up. Here comes the rain. How long ago was that? Well, I think it was was when the hurricane was kind of directly west of us, and that was that was really late at night. So it was probably close to close to midnight last night, we started to 
we started to hear the rain and, and, and wind as it, as it got strong. And then it made landfall this morning about 8 o'clock, uh, I think. And, and, but again, it was, it was kind of that same 100, 150-mile range from us. So it, we, we only ever got outskirts of it, but uh, that's, that's all we ever want to feel. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. uh, understand. Any, any flooding around where you are at or closer to the coastline? Well, I, I think I think uh, down in Hillsborough County, which is which is really the Tampa County, uh, you know, they they really experienced the flooding just from the strong rains, and so they were they were having a, a people evacuate uh, a couple days ago. Uh, I think because they anticipated not that the hurricane was going to directly hit, but that, that there would be a lot of rain. And I think I think with this particular storm, the the phase of the moon is is really exacerbating the tides, and mm-hmm. so the combination of the high tides and the the knowledge of of the heavy rain, you know, they wanted people out, you know, out of an abundance of caution. Right. And that's interesting. You mentioned the moon because this is a uh, blue moon, uh, right? Yeah, right. which is the second full moon of the month, which doesn't happen very often. Brenda told us this yesterday. The next blue moon is along quite a few years from now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, c- kind of unusual that uh, the hurricane and the blue moon happen at the same time. So did you have to do anything special? Again, we're talking with Curtis Cooney. He is our code worker here at Matraday Radio. He lives uh, near Tampa, Florida, and uh, experiencing the hurricane. Thankfully, not right over the center of it. But did you do anything to prepare uh, to get ready, or did you have to? Well, we're, we're still, you know, we're still relative newbies. This is the, this is the third named storm since we've moved to Florida uh, that we've, uh, we've experienced. But we're getting a little more savvy. Uh, so, so even though we weren't under any particular order to do something, you know, living in the community we live in, you know, we're taking projectiles out of our yard, uh, you know, moving, moving things inside the house that could be blown if we have significantly strong winds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this time in particular, you know, we have a, we have a lanai drain uh, that, that uh, was, was really ache with stuff. And, and, and my wife, Gina, uh, spent, spent quite a bit of time with a, with a pressure washer trying to get that cleared so that if we did see the, the really heavy rains, you know, we wouldn't see that, we wouldn't see that water backing up near our, near our back doors. Right. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the satellite photo of uh, the hurricane now, and it looks like it's pretty much pushed through the uh, area where it made landfall and now heading more uh, northeastern. So, it sounds like that you've uh, made it through pretty much the worst of it, although, again, not sure about the tornado threat and what that may uh, include here over the next several hours. How about the airports? I, I thought I read where they closed the Tampa airport. Correct. It was it was closed, I think, at, at 8 a.m. Uh, on uh, on Tuesday morning. And, and from what I saw, I think it was just kind of a 20. It was, again, the, the cautionary thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when Hurricane Ian hit last year, it kept shifting south and south and south. And, and this one, which was, you know, forecasted to hit north, stayed on that track. So I, I think they kind of they might have had that in their mind that and if this thing starts bearing south, you know, it could be, a, yeah. it, you know, it could be disastrous. But but, yeah, I think I think they were opening this morning as of like 9 a.m. Uh, so, you know, there obviously be some ripple effects, but, uh, you know, those should they should be able to work through those fairly quickly, I would hope. What's interesting, too, in, in one of the news accounts I was reading earlier today is that this is the strongest hurricane to make landfall in the Big Bend region in more than 125 years. That's, that's pretty yeah. amazing. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, before we moved to Florida, I was talking to my wife about this yesterday, uh, the, the, the hurricane tracks that we used to see from the West Coast, it seemed like there was a lot more 
you know, on the Atlantic. You know, we'd be way out the Atlantic. It'd be a week, you know, before it would get there. And and these recently, they seem to kind of pop up from the south, you know, and they're, and they're able to predict, you know, pretty well right away where what, you know, where they think it's going. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, but I uh, haven't haven't seen those Atlanta hurricanes, and I certainly don't wish that on my, you know, my my Atlantic brethren. Right uh, on the other but, side. But, yeah, but uh, uh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. That, I read the same thing. It's for, uh, strongest since 1896 or something like that. Yeah, that's that's just amazing. How far is it to drive across from one side of Florida to the other side? Well, uh, you, you know, across the across the widest part, I think it's about you know from where we are, it's about an hour and a half to Orlando. It's about another hour and a half. So it, it's a good uh, it's a good three hour width I think driving. Okay, yeah. So you can get across there in a day easily and uh, make it to the other side. Have you have you traveled to the Atlantic side? Uh yeah, a couple times. So we went to uh, we went to Daytona Beach uh, uh, here earlier for uh, for a big Jeep event. Oh, cause, nice. Because uh, we're Jeep owners, so, <laughs> there so you go. that was that was fun. But it was it was a very stormy weekend that weekend as well. So. Well, look, I'm glad you're safe, and uh, hopefully no tornadoes will come your way again. Speaking with Curtis Cooney, co-worker here at Matraday Radio, resides in the Tampa area, and just, uh, I guess we could say you weathered the storm. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Well, look, take care, and I know you'll be here for our fall share in October, so we look forward to seeing you. All right, thanks very much, and God bless. Uh, you as well. It is 8.51 here at Mater Day Radio. It was good to hear that Curtis came through just yeah. fine. And, of course, his lovely dog, Bella, who we were introduced <laughs> to on yeah. a Monday, she looked a little uh, uninterested in all that was going on. Yes. So it is good to hear that things are going well. If you want to listen to that again, maybe you missed a little bit of the beginning, please go to materdayradio.com. There on the front page, you'll see the morning blend and all of our locally produced shows show up right there on the front page at Matra Day Radio. And that interview made into a podcast along with all of our great shows and the Morning Blend in its entirety. You can also subscribe to get notices when a new episode has been made available. You can also listen to it right from your Hail Mary media app. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Sister Anne-Marie Warren, in this prayer by St. Ignatius of Loyola. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. Thou hast given all to me. To Thee, O Lord, I return it. All is Thine. Dispose of it wholly according to thy will. Give me thy love and thy grace, for this is sufficient for me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdeiradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio.
This is Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, chaplain of the Portland Guild of the Catholic Medical Association. This community of members strive to inform, organize, and inspire each other in steadfast fidelity to the teachings of the Catholic Church. Catholic physicians and healthcare workers need this support and fellowship now more than ever. We gather on the first Saturday of every month for 7.30 Mass at St. Mary's Cathedral, followed by our meeting. If you'd like to find out more information about the Catholic Medical Association and how you can become a member, visit cathmed.org. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. Well, we've got overcast skies out there. Maybe a little drizzle or two, depending on where you're at. 30% chance of scattered showers today. Then for tonight, a 30% chance of rain. We'll have a low around 60. Now, tomorrow is where we might get a real soaking rain. I'd kind of like to see that. You know, Would you? yeah, just uh, it, particularly to help with the fires. If we can get the, that, sure. yeah, if we can get that rain where the fires are at, that would be very nice. High of just 67 degrees tomorrow. And then for Thursday night, we'll start to see the showers decrease both Friday and Saturday. Could be back up to the low 80s by Saturday. It's currently 64 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Blanca with Echo. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Blanca and Echo. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, thank you so much for joining the Morning Blend this morning. David and Brenda with you. We do appreciate it. Hey, look, we had our own Jim Cantori right in the storm there. That's right. With Curtis Cooney, our co-worker in Tampa. So thank you, Curtis, for hopping on the phone with us. You had a great connection, too. That, that was, was surprising. Really nice. He said they didn't even lose power yeah. there where they were. So praise uh, God that they are safe. And pray for those that are actually I waking know. up yeah. to this morning with some damage and and uh, hopefully the aid they need. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. We hope you have a very blessed day.